Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game-changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's almost our favorite time of year. <laughs> That's right. The fair returns <laughs> March 16th, celebrating 71 years of fun. Wow. And this year's theme is a world of fun, which means destination-influenced rides with international foods and shows. Okay, okay, pero what are we going to eat this year? That's <laughs> what everybody wants to know, That right? is the magic question. Okay, let's see. There's the Miami Cuban funnel cake sandwich, wow. the Mexican street corn pizza, Yum. bacon pineapple burger, chili lime candy apple, and those are only some of them. There's over 130 food options. Bueno, hay que empezar la dieta ahora. You know, there's even new shows tu sabes to sit down and relax a bit right. there's a dueling piano show that takes audience requests and a survey says <laughs> game show where your team competes for prizes okay new food new shows the rides that's a lot to do at the fair Bueno, pero you know that the fair is a tradition. That's true. Pero no worries. Just download the Youth Fair mobile app to keep track of show schedules, deals, food, rides, y de todo. The only thing left is for us to figure out when we're going to go from March 16th through April 9th. You know, there's only one thing left to say at this point. Be Be there. there, The the fair. fair. This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is season season six six of Better Let Let Me Tell You. love when we have um guest host it spices things up a bit <laughs> it changes it changes things around a little bit i love it well everyone welcome to episode 244 of pero let me tell you thank you for joining us this week and this week uh you probably heard a different voice we're going to do things a little bit differently ish is out this week and in his uh i don't, I don't want to say replacement but in his chair we have, bueno, Betty Pastelito. So yes. welcome, Betty. Let's do a little sound effect. 
Hey. <laughs> Welcome, Betty. So, Be- Betty and I have known each other for several years, you know, through the Miami circles, I guess you will. Mm-hmm. I hate to use the term influencer. Yeah, no. It's just... influencer, such a like, ugh, word. Yeah. Because we know, that... it's funny because sometimes, like, we got to use that word because it is sort of the realm we're the in. Title, but, yeah. but we don't want to, when you think influencers, you think of all these, like, yeah, Besau people, you know. <laughs> I definitely prefer creator. Yes, like if you creative. if I have to use one, even, it would be yeah, even content creator, but content like creator, yeah, influencer. It's like the I know, but, um, but thank you so much for having us. I'm like really exciting, uh, really excited to have you. So thank you, welcome, welcome everybody. We hope you had a really really good week. Um, oh yeah, like it's the end of March. I know. Ya se fue el año. The whole year, yeah. literally. Yeah. Quarter yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, quarter so, one is done. Ya se fue el año. Eh, yeah, quarter one. Right. It's the end of the third third month. Ugh. I always say that like once we I, I feel that like the fall, I think about it in school terms. And I know that you're you're a teacher. Yes, so. when you were saying replacement in my mind, I'm like substitute. <laughs> no, but I think about like when kids start school in the fall, and I and I think about it not only now, because that, that I'm a parent with a mm-hmm. kid in school but i think about when i was in school you know the fall like starting school at the end of august or september it's like oh my god christmas it's like forever but then christmas comes the new year comes and before you know it that's it so the, the school school's done yep the, yep yep it's it's crazy yep i'm an educator and i have kids in school too and literally on the last day of spring break which by the way are you still hung over from spring break not from like going to cancun but from like taking care of your kid <laughs> Because I still am. <laughs> Not from like partying. But. Um, it's funny because uh, like my kid during spring break, I, you know, I think kids have a lot of pressure on them nowadays. Yes. And a lot to do. So I, I don't like to be like, you got to do this. You got to do that. Yes. Uh, I'm very like, you know, it's your spring break. Just if you want to do nothing, do nothing. It's only one week. You of know course. What I mean? But it's like, wow, after playing Roblox for about 50 hours a day and watching mm-hmm. YouTube, it's like, examente está totada. Yep, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I'm like that too. Very, I, we didn't go out of, t- well, no, we did go out of town for like two days, but Orlando right there. And uh, she had a project to do. And I was like doing the whole like, okay, okay, tomorrow. But the next day she'd wake up, it'd kind of like drag, whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. So Thursday when she woke up, I was like, we are going today to do mm-hmm. this project let me tell you how we went to Michael's uh-huh. $50 later. Oh my the God, that's, project. Exact, that's exactly what happened to me this I week. I was like, what? We we had to do a hardwood hammock from a shoebox. Oh, it's the Everglades stuff. Yes, the Everglades we did stuff. an ever we had to do um a turtle using and they had creative freedom. Mm-hmm. You guys could have done Legos or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we needed styrofoam, fake flowers, whatever. You're just in Michael's and you're like, add this to the cart, add this to the cart. Yeah, and, and then you see in Michael's things you didn't think about before. And you're like, exactly. You're like, I totally need this. Actually, we can put this as seaweed. Th- let me show you the picture. Mira que oh, quedo. gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah, I was like, they Do have a- multicolored, you know, Spanish moss. Like, That's I'm showing Betty a picture because... Um, I feel that when I remember when I was in third grade, we had to do like Everglades and Florida related yeah. content as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, I'm I'm glad to see that they're still doing it. Um, but yeah, esa tostada after like X amount of time because mm-hmm. I mean when when I was a kid, um, I remember I had a Nintendo and I would spend hours, you mm-hmm. know, on the Nintendo. But I feel that at that time there was still more a balance of like playing outside and and you know playing video games we yes. i think we my age group and to a large extent maybe yours 
I'm a couple of years older than you. <laughs> um, we we still had that balance of like the technology so. mm-hmm. with the old school outside. like playing outside, but now like you can't go outside. My, you know, it's so funny that, and you know, as a parent, you would probably, you know, think similarly. I remember, you know, coming from Cuban parents that are mm-hmm. super overbearing and overprotective. Mm-hmm. I in the eighties, late eighties or whatever, my parents would let me go out on my bike. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I wouldn't go out far, but for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, they really didn't know where I was. No clue. No clue. Yes, exactly. But still, I was like 20 feet away from the house, but they technically didn't know where I was. Right. I think about my kid going I on his bike now. Never. Por nada de la vida. I don't let her go to the trampoline in our backyard. Yeah. By herself. And if I'm cooking or whatever and she really wants to, all the doors that lead to the backyard have to be open. We become that person, those people. We have. And why? It was so much fun. The, uh, a couple of months ago, um, here in, in Kendall in, in Miami, um, there's this place on Kendall Drive um, that it's it's like a it's it's like a party place, um, urban air. Oh yes. Urban air. It's, have, have you been? been? Yeah, oh, yeah. No, jinx. <laughs> jinx. I, we went because uh, he he got invited to a birthday party from a classmate. Mm-hmm. It's enormous. It's a jungle. It's enormous. Yes. It's not like Chuck E. Cheese. It's very overwhelming. It, it is very overwhelming. I've been there twice and both times I was like. There is a moment that I'm like, he's hanging from the ceiling. Like literally. Yeah, literally. From the literally. ceiling literally. in one of the contraptions they have. But that place, unlike Chuck E. Cheese, that they stamp you. With the clear. Right. Nobody's getting in or out of a Chuck E. Cheese until they clear that. That yeah. place doesn't and it has a really big exit and there's nobody looking at the exit so you know what i do and teenagers are running it yes i i was like I momentico. i'm like i can't keep up with him so yep. i'm just sitting my happy ass right here by On the, the entrance ed- and exit and <laughs> <laughs> yep and you're like just go for it yep it's that's like, smart I become that person yep yep yeah i i don't know I, I hate to say it's the times we live in because I remember it when is. I was I a, like when is. I was a kid there were a lot of issues too you know mm-hmm. I grew up in the generation of like Adam Walsh you know Jimmy the trauma Rice. Jimmy Rice like all that mm-hmm. those are some like terrible awful things sorry that we're being so negative here on Pedro, <laughs> let me tell you but you know I think it's the things that, that you figure out as you become a parent this is the parental yeah. corner of today's episode yes. so. <laughs> So, you know, and I think not only going back to what you said about the Cuban parents, so there was like the things that really happened, mm-hmm. but then also the interpretations of what our parents heard from the news. Uh-huh. So, like, la gente que nos iban a matar, and that they looked mm-hmm. for kids and chop our heads off. Yeah. And there was that whole trauma. <laughs> but still, I could go out in my bike for 20 minutes, and you know, I know. Uh, nobody would freak. But like, mine now, it's like, por nada de la vida. no, I it's would like, never. It's like, I'm like, there, like, looking at yep. every single move. It's like, you're not going anywhere. No, it's funny because the other the other day he actually because you know he likes to test his limits. Oh, will you ever let me go to a slumber party? I'm like, hell no, no. you're Cuban. <laughs> That's not something we do. I did an Instagram video about that about like when I was little crying because my mom wouldn't let me yeah. and me thinking like when I'm a mom I'm gonna let them do whatever they want. Would you? And absolutely not. And now that I'm a mom and my daughter asked me for a sleepover, she's like, when can I have a sleepover? I was like, girl, cuando te case. Yeah. Y te mudes en because la casa. when they, if they come to your house and it's a liability. Of course. And then the problem with, like, I think letting them go to a friend's house is that 
maybe you find that one friend that maybe you do trust the parents mm-hmm. and you do trust them. But then it's like, okay, but you open the door because it's like, if I let them go to that house, then you know that further down the line, there's going to be another friend always. that it's going to be like, no, I don't know about that. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to get into the conversation with the kid of like, I think the parents That one, are, yes, but that one, no. no you yeah. know, so, mejor que nada. Bueno, speaking of Cuban, I, <laughs> there's something that I saw on Instagram this week that... um I have a, a friend of some or somebody, well, a friend who um, he was in, I think, Baltimore. And um, he went to a Cuban restaurant called uh, Little in Havana Baltimore? in Baltimore called Little Havana. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that he went on this to this um, Cuban restaurant, I'm like, esperate un momentico. Mm-hmm. I immediately went to the Instagram page. Of course. And I looked at their menu and I'm like, esperate un momentico. Of course. This is anything but Cuban. So I started looking at the menu and, you know, first of all, they said it's Cuban-inspired, which is fine, mm-hmm. right? And they had some dishes. Like, they had a dish that was, like, bite con cebolla on top of, like, yuca frita. And I'm like, okay, that's not a traditional Cuban per right. se dish. But that is certainly Cuban-inspired, right? Mm-hmm. So that, you know, um, that I give a pass to. But then, of course, they had, you know, tacos and enchiladas <laughs> and, you know, guacamole. And I'm like... But why? Yeah, like what? So they call it Cuban and Mexican inspired. If you want to make a a, a Cuban Mexican fusion restaurant, you know what? I think that's a great idea. But I like that Mexican. What would it be? Mexican? No, I like Cumex. Cumex. Q Q Cumex. Yeah. Okay. Um, why do you think they can't get it right? Like, because you know what? I I don't have a problem with like. Somebody who's not Cuban owning a Cuban restaurant or having a exactly. Cuban inspired pro, uh, mm-hmm. program, I agree. a restaurant, but it's like, dude, do your research. Like, yes, everything doesn't have to be exactly to as you would tea. find it in Versailles or in my um, grandma's house, uh, in Abuela's house. But I mean, come on, Cubans don't eat, tacos. you know, tacos and enchiladas. No. I like, did not eat an enchilada till. Probably college, yeah, or guacamole. I didn't. I I did not That's grow up not eating we, that. Why do you think they always get it wrong? It's just that general grouping into like um, all of this is Spanish. Mm-hmm. Like they speak Spanish, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe we do that about other other cultures, and we don't realize it. But I but I but, try. I look me. But I haven't opened a restaurant. I haven't opened a Japanese restaurant. And you know, I remember the story is reminding me. Mm-hmm. In college, I did a Europe tour, Mm -hmm. like a college group. It was like kids from all over the country. Mm -hmm. And we went to different stops. And the last one was Spain. Mm -hmm. And we were traveling from France to Spain, Italy. Mm -hmm. What's connected? France to Spain. Uh, It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. So it was France to Spain. And when we were getting to Spain, one of the girls on the bus, she must have been from like the Midwest or something. We're getting to Spain. And she's like, oh, my God, I can't wait to have tacos. (sighs) I know, and I, my eyes literally rolled oh, I can't, I can't, a 360, I can't, I can't. <laughs> and I was like, do I school her, do I, what do I do? I, but I, I think it is that grouping of like, oh no, but you all speak Spanish. But it's it's such a, I mean, we've talked about this a million times in 244 episodes on the mm. podcast, <laughs> but I just think it's lazy because mira, let, me, let lazy, me give you an example. Yeah. You know, we do ping pong pollo. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So we have, you know, our chicken wings, side hustle, side hustle. Um, side hustle to the side um, hustle. And we have like these Korean wings, right? And when we were first 
like before we did our whole pop-up that we were kind of like figuring out how we were going to do things and present things. I think that it was, you know, we live in a very Instagrammable world. So your food could be delicious that if it doesn't look good on Instagram, it you doesn't know? count. Yeah. So we were thinking like, Oh, the Korean wings, like how am I going to put them? You know, like how am I going to plate them? And like, it, it was suggested like, Oh, why don't you buy those really cute, like takeout little cartons mm-hmm. and you could put them on there with like chopsticks and it would look so cute. And I was like, that's no, Chinese. that's Chinese. Yeah. Like, this is Korean. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not going to be that person. Yes. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be that person. Yeah. So even if they get a fricassee, right, with arroz con pollo and somebody tells them, like, put them in a in a sombrero. Yeah. Like, oh, no. So it's funny because I actually took a screenshot of this because it, no, it's in my other phone. You you said sombrero. They actually, you said in, their sombrero. Page, <laughs> in their page, they have somebody in a sombrero. Like... Oh no! <laughs> I'm showing no. Betty a picture. No, you know, no, and mind no. you, the pictures that they have—it's. It, I'm not hating. Call on, it on, Hispanic inspired. I, I'm not hating on the food. The food actually looks delicious. Yeah, but it's. But this is not what. It's not Cuban inspired. Cubans don't know what sombreros and maracas are. Like, no, we really don't. <laughs> like, we, no, we, we don't. I mean, I, I've said this story a hundred times here on the podcast, but when I um was up in Michigan. I had a classmate of mine. Um, you know, I, I I realized that until I open my mouth, I can pass as as white. Yeah. Right. I open my mouth and it's game over. But I realized <laughs> that, and and um, a classmate of mine. You know, I was reading a case, and I, you know, I said the defendant's name or the person's name in Spanish. So I'm like, oh, he, you know, we're talking about this case about Maria Rodriguez, and he looks at me and he's like, "You speak Mexican." And I, was I like, can't. And you know what I think is so insulting? It's insulting to Mexicans. It because is. Because, like, Mexicans have such a rich, like, amazing culture that it's, like, I would be annoyed if, like, everything was, like. Not only that, but there's so many other languages in Mexico. I learned as a teacher. Yeah. I've worked a lot with a lot of migrant schools in mm-hmm. um, Florida City. Right. And there's a lot of kids that come from Mexico not speaking a lick of Spanish. Mm-hmm. Because wow. they have, yes, because they're from like these very, very small rural towns mm-hmm. and they don't speak Spanish. Right. They literally do not speak Spanish. It's like the local dialect. So, or, so or I don't speak the lo- local dialect, right. which is also not called Mexican. I yes. don't know what it's called yes. right now. It's Espanol, Spanish. Yeah, but I'm saying like even in the rural towns, like, you know, the other... But but I get, you know, what bothers me so much is, I mean, look, I, I don't expect anyone to be... Uh, um, an expert in in another culture, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to make mistakes and you're going to screw up. And, you know, I think if, if, if it's an honest mistake, it's fine. And, you know, I think cultural appropriation is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And But that's why I say that if somebody like, again, in Baltimore, Maryland, wants to open up a Cuban restaurant, you know, more power to you. You're spreading our culture. I'm not mad if you're not Cuban and you're opening it. But Same. at least get it right, you know? Do a little bit of research. Yes. Get it right. And and it doesn't have to be Abuela's Kitchen, but come on. Yeah, we don't, don't have, have a sombrero. We don't have a sombrero. We don't have enchiladas. We don't have a sombrero. <laughs> we literally don't. Have you seen that trend that's going around? They've done a couple videos of this. It's like coffee pages. So they'll show you how to make like, Coffee in a French press, coffee mm-hmm. here, coffee there. And they make Cuban coffee. Mm-hmm. But what they do is they put the brown sugar. I have. You've seen that. With the brown that's, sugar. That's the thing. Like Sacrilegio. <laughs> I'm not. And not only that, the way that they're making it or whatever, mm-hmm. like they put the brown sugar first and then they mm-hmm. put it up in that one type of coffee thing. And I said it on my because I made an, a video like making fun of them. But I also said it like 
I don't care that this non-Cuban person wants to make Cuban coffee. Like, just like you said, more power to you. Teach the people. Mm-hmm. I taught my Midwestern best friend uh, for her wedding. I took everywhere I travel to, I take my cafetera. Mm-hmm. So oh my I God, made, just like my parents. <laughs> yes, I literally do it. So I made her Cuban coffee and I made it for the, the groomsmen's went crazy Mm -hmm. some of them live in michigan Mm -hmm. and they learned how to do it and so now they're making cuban coffee and they learned um so yeah if you want to make cuban coffee all the power to you it's the best kind of coffee like uh not because i'm biased but it's literally the best kind of coffee there you're a little biased (laughs) (laughs) so yeah if you want to do it but do it right yeah do it right and it's not hard to do right or, no. or if you want to mix it up, like say, hey, you know, I'm doing a Cuban inspired thing and I'm mixing it up. But I don't this have way. the right machine or so this is how because I'm going to do it or whatever. I'm, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I went, even I, when I saw that, that, um, and it was a, a reel or a TikTok, yeah. even I was like, oh my God, he's making this with brown sugar. Like yes. what? Like, and what? the steps that he made, that he did, I was like, are you kidding <laughs> me? <laughs> no, I was like, and I said it and the comments went crazy. People in the comments were going crazy. About, like, that's not how we make it. And, you know, not so much, like, let's take this man down. Mm -hmm. But I did report it for misinformation. You know how they can, Oh, you're not kidding. You're not playing. And I'm like, that's misinformation. (laughs) Like, by textbook, you are giving the wrong information. Betty is not (laughs) kidding, people. So, listeners, if you would see Betty right now, she has a throw on her. So, you know, as you guys know, my my studio, my house is the tundra. We keep it at a nice crisp 52 degrees. And, you know. Really? That's, like, the number? (laughs) No, not 52, but 58, yes. Oh, wow. Wow. That's How much why, is your electricity bill? Not that much. The nest helps. The, the nest, nest helps. helps. Okay. But um, that's why I always give the guests a throw. Um, I like you know, it. I give them some throws. So anyway, you know something else I really want to talk about now that we're talking about um, <clears throat> Cuban and all that. So I was actually listening to your podcast, uh, Breakfast with Betty, which I know is evolving. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, but by the way, congratulations on your podcast Thank you. and congratulations for having shorter episodes because that's a challenge for us. We yes. go over like an hour, hour and a half where we're like, oh my God, like why can't we be these people that have like a 40 minute 20 minute, yeah. So um, you have an episode that I thought was fascinating. And the moment I listened to it, I go, this is probably something I want to talk to her about. Um, it's an episode you had, a, I don't know if it was a couple of weeks ago or a couple of episodes back about where you said being too white for the cubans mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. too cuban for like the, mm-hmm. the americano mm-hmm. and i thought that that episode was brilliant because first of all and and this is you know the discussion i want to have i didn't know and and this goes with with what we're going to talk about i didn't know that you were part argentinian mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're you're technically i mean you're technically first generation, but really you're second generation mm-hmm. because, as you said, your mo- your mom came at Pedro Pan, so your mom was raised here. Yeah, right. Your mom yep. was Americana. Yep, and you, so you were born here, and yet you're tremenda cubanasa. The right? most you could have told me that you most. stepped off the ra- the balsa yes. a few years ago, and I've been like, okay. And I literally have a picture of me on a balsa <laughs> when we were when I was little. We were driving through the keys, and there was an aband aband mm-hmm. abandoned abandoned balsa. My parents sat me in it to be uh-huh. like una balsa. So I literally I'm gonna send it to you so you can use it for like the marketing for this episode. <laughs> 
I'm literally sitting in a balsa like cheese. And you were like, a little girl? I was like five. Oh, so that's when you yes. came in La Balsa. Yes. Yes. Like <laughs> Elian has nothing on you're me. You're tremenda guanasa. And like you're, you're, as I said, you're really second generation. Mm-hmm. So I think that in that episode and one of the reasons it it really struck home is because I think, you know, when, when, when you grow up, um, as they say in the hyphen, Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're Cuban American, you're Argentinian American, you're Mexican American, you're Peruvian American, Colombian American, et cetera, et cetera. You you do have a bit of an identity crisis, and I know that I have, especially in my teenage years and my twenties, I had a major, major. Was it when you went to college? It, it, throughout my teenage, even my childhood teenage years, it wasn't actually time I moved to the Midwest yes, yeah. that I mm-hmm. owned it, that I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. This is this Same. is who I am, right? Same. Um, so I know you talked of the experience of um, of that one lady who who told you, mm-hmm. ah, but tell our listeners, you know, yeah. a little bit about what, what happened to you and, and why, what, what sparked this episode in your podcast. Yeah, so essentially I was talking to this lady in Spanish and then she was like, "Oh, tú eres cubana." And I was like, "Sí, I always say yes." And she was like, "Um, ¿dónde naciste?" And I'm like, "Bueno, nací aquí en Miami." And then she goes, "¿Y tus padres?" And I was like, "Bueno, mm-hmm. mi mamá es cubana de Manzanillo, pero ella vino Pedro Pan." So I'm mm-hmm. essentially telling her like, "My mom is Cuban, but she came Pedro Pan." She was mm-hmm. 15 when she mm-hmm. came, right? So a little bit older. Um, and she came in the 60s. So my mom has lived in the United States 60 years. Yeah. And so when I told her, she's like, and your dad? And mm-hmm. I was like, well, my dad's Argentinian. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, no, you're not Cuban. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she said, I'm the Cuban one. I came here 20 years ago. And then I was like, she's right. Like, I'm not Cuban. But don't call me American because... Right. I'm not American. It's the hyphen. Yeah. And a few weeks back, this actually happened again. Uh, my daughter's school, I was picking her up and I, I will talk to this water bottle. I will talk to the wall. Like, I will talk to anybody. That's why you're a great co-host. <laughs> yes. My sister says I should have become a priest because <laughs> I will literally go buy bread at a bakery and the lady standing next to me, I will find out her life story. Mm-hmm. The other day at pub, at the, yeah, pub sub, the lady making my sandwich, I'm texting, I texted my sister and I was like, do you want the autobiography of the lady that just came? <laughs> I was like, I even know what elementary school she went to. <laughs> I'm literally like that. I have the gift of the gab. I don't know. So... I was at the Smith, so I started talking to some abuela. And I'm talking to her in Spanish. And she's like, ¿Y tú eres cubana? And I was like, sí. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the way she looked at me, I was like, yo nací aquí, pero mis padres. I was like, I'm not going to get into the, my dad's Argentina, my mom's mm-hmm. Cuban, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, my parents are Cuban. And I was like, I knew. So before she could even ask me anymore, I was like, what about you? She's like, I came from Cuba in November. Mm-hmm. This was, like, January. So she's been here for two months. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, 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 you're Cuban. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not Cuban. And I was just like, so those conversations have been kind of sticking with me. And it's like you say, I I had a major identity crisis when I got to college. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in Westchester, Mm -hmm. which is Cuba. (laughs) Yes, it's it's northern Cuba. (laughs) It's literally northern Cuba. In the podcast, I talk about how I had a babysitter growing up. It was like one of those at-home daycares. 
And she was super, she was like Wajira Cuban, mm-hmm. like Cuban, Cuban, Cuban. The best. Literally the best. I love her. And I'm the youngest of six of my mom's kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally the Cubanasa. Like my other siblings aren't like this. Mm-hmm. And they laugh about <laughs> they don't it. They're not like this. <laughs> They're not like this. And it's funny because four of them are my half siblings. We're all very close. But four of them are my half siblings. And the four of them have two Cuban parents. Mm-hmm. I have Cuban Argentinian. So mm-hmm. it's funny that I'm like the Cubanasa. But it was like, I had this babysitter. Um, I grew up in Westchester. All my friends growing up were Cuban. Mm-hmm. So I was always very like, yeah, I'm Cuban, but like this other friend of mine is more Cuban, mm-hmm. you know, because she came from Cuba or like, yeah, I'm Cuban, but my neighbor is like, she just came here a year ago. Mm-hmm. So I was always very like, yeah, I'm Cuban, like shrug, like, mm-hmm. yeah. But then when I went to FSU, mm-hmm. within the first week, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I am Cuban. Yeah. yeah. I, I always say the story. As soon as I saw somebody, a student, put her purse on the floor, mm-hmm. my jaw dropped. No, se va dinero. Se va dinero. I was like, the, she's poor. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. So as soon as no, I so saw that. We both that, knew what that meant. <laughs> yes. As soon as I saw that, my jaw dropped. It's Cuban superstition that you don't put your bags on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I, I have vivid, like, I've, I'm seeing the classroom in my mind right now. Yeah. So when I, when I went to FSU, that's when I slowly started and I would get the, um, oh my God, your accent, where are you from? Mm-hmm. And that was when I went, when and I. And FSU is in Tallahassee, F- Florida FSU's, State University. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, you know, what they say about Florida, the more north it goes, the more north you go, the more south it gets. Yes. So you were yes. in the bayou practically. I was in a bayou, literally. <laughs> and when I went to FSU, there wasn't a lot of, cause right now it's like the it school to go to, mm. but it wasn't like that back then it was UF. So there wasn't that many Miami kids. It was like a lot of Central Florida kids, a lot of Mm -hmm. Panhandle kids. So I I would get like the, where's your accent from? Where's your Mm -hmm. accent from? And I'm like, I have an accent. That's exactly how I felt when I was in Michigan. I'm like, what do you mean? I don't have an accent. Like everybody talks like this. Everybody, uh uh-huh. Literally. Literally. (laughs) Literally, we all talk like this. So that's when I really started. And you know what's funny? My senior year of high school, I dyed my hair blonde, Mm -hmm. believe it or not. So I was like, blonde and about a month into FSU I was like I need to dye my hair and I literally went and got box dye and I was like get this blonde stuff off I am no I'm Cuban I have dark hair and that's when I really started to own like and then like you say it's been and there's been times like I remember being at Palacio de los Jugos one time mm-hmm. and the guy asked me where I'm from I said Cubana he said de donde and I said Manzanillo because that's where my mom's from so I was like de Manzanillo so there's been times that I'm like I'm not going to go through it. Yeah, you're not going to go through the whole story. I'm Cuban, and I don't care what you say. Like, I know you're more Cuban than me, right. but I'm Cuban. Right. But, Mira, like, in your story, for so, for example, that lady who had been here 20 years told you, oh, you're not Cuban, right? Mm-hmm. And that made you really think about it. Well, the lady that you just also talked about that had been here only a couple of months. So, is she more Cuban than, than the, the lady who's been here 20, 20 years? 20 years. Because she could That's say that true. to the lady who's been here 20 years. That's ah, true. You know, like. Yes, it's true. So, you know, for me, I, I went through, <clears throat> you know, and I think that this applies to, again, anybody who's Latin, who, you know, their parents Which or their is like family. everybody that we grew up around. Yeah. And it's every, pretty much everybody who listens to this podcast. <laughs> um, I mean, let's face it. If you don't speak, if you're not Latin, you know what? Are you going to be really, really listening to Pero Let Me Tell You? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what's this? Let me click on it. Um, anyway, but we welcome and we love everyone. Um, <clears throat> I felt exactly the same. I am, you know, again, I'm a couple of years older than you. And when I was in uh, like the late 80s, I was in elementary school. And um, th- remarkably, 
the elementary school that I went to, which was here in Miami and Westchester as well, there weren't there was still a lot of like white Caucasian people. Mm. Like, for example, uh, I went there from kindergarten to fifth grade. Um, the six teachers I had, all of them were either white or mm. black or Jewish. Mm. You know, th- Interesting. They, they were not Latin. Now you say that, I'm thinking about it, me too. They were not Latin. The administration was not Latin. So I always felt very like, you know, my parents didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents couldn't, I couldn't participate like in career day. Like, mm-hmm, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I take a, I, I'm in my kid's career day and like, I love it and he loves it. Like, I remember being like, oh, my parents can't do this. My parents can't meet with my teacher. Yes. My parents don't understand. Don't what go they, to the field trip. They, they go to the field trips. My parents, my mom went to one field trip back at that being, and that was it, right? <laughs> um, my parents, when we come sing the Christmas carols, they don't know none of Nothing. this. Unless we sing a burrito sabanero, yep. which, you know, which we never did. <laughs> Yeah. Um, a, the only one, the only song we sang in elementary school that had Spanish lyrics was that um, Feliz Navidad. No, was Mamacita Donde Esta Santa Claus. I've never heard that. Yeah, one. it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I felt very as a kid, very um, like I I reject it. Like just so I, I want to be American, and I was mm. actually born in Cuba. Oh wow! Yeah, I came when I was a year old. Wow! Um, and um, I, I very much rejected it. I was like, mm-hmm. "No, I'm American. You're so Americano. I've been here, you know, for exception of one year all my life. You know, I'm Americano. I'm Americano. I'm Americano." When I got to Michigan, like, I was nope. like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> I was like, "Oh hell no!" And I got this T-shirt that I wouldn't wear nowadays that said, "Not only am I perfect, I'm Cuban too." <laughs> And on the door of my apartment, I put Cuban from me. I, I love it. It's this pride thing that we get. Yes. And it's not to say like we're better. It's just like you realize how different. You do. You do. And like to me, and, and it's not a right or wrong answer because like I made some incredible friends in law school that are like family that like are amazing. And, you know, they're they're white. They're Americano mm-hmm. and amazing, amazing people that I love. But it's different. It's very Mm -hmm. different. I mean, I know this sounds really silly, really, really silly. But when somebody tells you, hey, I'm going to come pick you up at three. Oh, you really mean three? Like, yes. Oh, yes, it's at, the little tidbits. You're here it's at the three little... on the dot. Like, that doesn't mean three in Miami. No, like, <laughs> I still haven't showered. <laughs> that means at least 315 on yes. the earlier side. Or, like, a big, big, like, difference to me was, like, I remember, you know, hanging out with my friends or being at the library and, like, oh, yeah. A las cuatro de la tarde. Also, when are we going to have dinner? What are we planning for dinner? I'm like, dinner? Dinner. I just had lunch a little while yes. ago. Like, get hit, took a dinner That's and dinner. That's so funny. And I remember I would go out to, like, a restaurant, like, Red Lobster or whatever, on a Friday at 8 o'clock, and there was nobody. And I'm like, do you I realize can't. that in Miami, there will be, like, over an hour wait? An hour wait. <laughs> Minimum. <laughs> I wonder if it's because, like, it gets cold and dark up there. I think it's a Latin thing. Yeah. It's a Latin thing. Um, And that's when I really – I mean, and I was in my my – my mid twenties. Uh, that's when I really was like, nope, nope. I really and that is it. a long time to step into that. Yes, like if you think about it, twenty years. Yeah, I was one way, and then you have to like rewire your brain. I was like, nope, nope. This is not yeah. who I am. This, this is who I am. This is really who I am, and I'm gonna own one hundred percent of it. And to you know, go to what you said because I think this is somebody that again something that I think that if you are especially from Latin. A Latin diaspora, mm-hmm. you go through this yeah. um, because I think that Latins are a little bit different than other 
immigrants in the sense that, and you said it in your in your show, like Italians, people that are from Ireland, that mm-hmm. it's like, oh, my great great grandfather was from Ireland. Well, are you really Irish? Yeah. But what I find with Latin people is that, for example. Mexicans. Mexicans have been immigrating to the U.S. way longer than Cubans have, mm-hmm. you know, over 100 years at this point or a really long time. You see Mexicans that maybe it was like the great, great grandparent that was from Mexico and they're still 100% Mexican. Yes. Even if they don't even speak Spanish. So yes. Mexicano. Like, yes. I think that when you're Latin, I don't know what it is. It sticks with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it doesn't just, go it goes. Away. It's in, I don't know. And I guess it is like also being in the United States and there's just so many parts of us that will just never assimilate. Yeah. And, you know, I just think there's just things that we pass down and everything that it's just, it's never going to go away. And I think about it with our kids. Mm-hmm. And I think I like, that's so funny that we're talking about this. I didn't mention it in my show, but I do. I thought about it after I like stopped recording. I went through like. A thing, a point in my life when I was like 22, 23, that I was like, when I start having kids, like, I want to move to the Dominican Republic and let them be born there mm-hmm. so that they could say they're Dominican because right. my kids are going to say my grandparents are Cuban. Right. So my kids are even further away and I'm like, I don't want them to be like, I right. feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are they going to say? They're not American. Right. So I think about that. So that what you're saying that it'll be passed down, passed down, passed down. I'm like... When are they going to let it go? I think where you're born is a very small detail that is really irrelevant in in more. It's really irrelevant because, for example, you and I are a good example. You can say you're second generation. Mm-hmm. I was born there. Mm-hmm. Are you? Am I more Cuban than you are? Mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. Because, well, again, you're tremenda guanasa. <laughs> when I heard your origin story, because, you know, I knew you, obviously, but I yeah. didn't know those details. I was like, what? She's Argentinian, <laughs> she's yeah. Half, she's half our, That's the curveball, first of all. Yes. Um, but a... You know, you're tremenda guanasa because I, I think that that goes to show that it, it's culture. It's not necessarily the geographical location mm-hmm. that you were born in i mean obviously which again you said this in your show as well it helps that we were born, born in miami. raised in miami yeah. you know that, that that's a factor you you would think it is um but i think that where you're born doesn't determine it. and you even if you're first generation or second generation you if if that is how you identify and you feel because you know we live in a world now which i agree with that it's how you identify and how you feel mm-hmm. it's about what you relate to you own it and you are unequivocally unequivocally cuban and yes. you know what yes the person who got here a few months ago or a few years ago they have different lived experience in you and they have a different perspective than mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. um but we come in all shapes and colors and yeah. you know mm-hmm. it, it, there's a spectrum but you are unequivocally Cuban. You you are 100% Cuban. Thank you. Nobody's going to tell me otherwise. Thank you. Know, you. Because, again, yes. the example that you gave is great. The twi- the lady who had been here 20 years was like, pero tú no eres cubana. And I could just imagine her saying that. Yeah, she was just <laughs> like, uh, no, that's not what being Cuban pero is. Pero tú no eres cubana. Okay, right. But you've been here 20 years. Yeah. La que vino el otro día. She's more Cuban. Right. So are you less Cuban if than her? Yeah. I mean, if we're going to play that game, yeah. you know. You're so right. You know, my parents are people that... Like, like came around your parents a, a time 50 60 years ago are you gonna tell eso viejo that they're not cuban mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna punch <laughs> you in the face yep. <laughs> yep 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 but i love wow. that i loved that that um that uh topic because i think 
that that whole living in the hyphen thing is so relevant to the the Latin experience, mm -hmm. the Latin and the immigrant experience. So, yeah. And I'm glad that we're having this conversation. And thank you for bringing that up because I, I, I love hearing the perspectives. And I love hearing like, okay, I'm not alone and it's okay to feel this mm -hmm. way. It's okay to reject the country yeah. you're born in. And like, I'm so grateful, of course, to be American. Like, of course, yeah, yeah. freaking privilege, mm -hmm. you know, but it's funny. Like I have a friend that, that was born in Cuba and she goes back a lot. Um, and she owns it because I do have some Cuban friends that like don't want to go back. They hate it. And actually today she sent me a picture of when she was like 16 with her cousins in Cuba. Mm -hmm. And I, I literally wrote like, I wish that was me. I wish I had that picture and I don't. Um, but uh, what was I saying right before? I lost my train of thought. But yeah, I, I like hearing the different perspectives of how everybody feels about it. Mm -hmm. And I like feeling this sense of validation of mm -hmm. like, okay, you're right. It's not a numbers game. Right. It's not a how many years have you been here game. Right. And it's not like I'm saying like, I'm Filipino. Right. Like, I, I have Cuban in my blood. Yeah. It's not like this girl, I come here, Rachel, the girl who was pretending to be black. Oh, yeah, that she was calling herself uh, transracial or something. Yeah, uh, Rachel Do Do Dozo. I'm like looking at her face. That she but... worked for the NAACP and everything. Yeah. Yeah, you know that that whole story, you know, for those listeners out there, this was this probably came around like six, seven years ago, Rachel, mm -hmm. Rachel Zowal or something, that she worked for the NAACP and she actually did some great work with them. Mm -hmm. And she said that she was African-American and, you know, she like permed her hair or put it in braids. She would, you know, do her makeup a certain way. She would darken her skin. She did pass, I think, as at least black adjacent, if you yeah. will. Um and when I first heard that story, I was like, well, you know, at least she was doing good work for the NAACP. But then you found out that she got into college and she got certain um, scholarships, scholarships because yeah. she put that she was African-American. And I'm like, not. oh, hell no. Yeah. I was like, you just took the spot. You know, you have white privilege, if you will. You could have written that. Yeah. <laughs> you could have gone that down that road. And now you took the spot of somebody who really needed it, you know? Wow. And that, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know that part of it. Yeah, that was the part that I think she lost everybody. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, it, it goes far beyond pretending to be something that you're not. It's that now you are hurting other people because you're right. taking, you're taking opportunity from other people that deserve no, it, you know? So, no. yeah. Um, wow. Cuban like and Argentinian. Wow. Those are two different countries that think the world revolves around oh, them. Oh, yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Today I was thinking about it because I got fritanga for lunch. Uh -huh. And then in my mind, I just, my mind went down this rabbit hole of how, and we don't have to get into this at all, but how certain uh, Hispanic countries and just Latin countries, how we are racist against each other. Oh, And I just yeah. started thinking about that and I'm like, I'm like, who hates Cubans and who hates Argentinians? And then, like, as I'm having this thought, I'm like, never mind. We don't have to talk about this. Like, in my own head, it's I'm just funny, like, because no. one time a, a relative of mine that shall rename nameless, she was, she was, uh, she was talking about a coworker of hers. I was like annoying her, and she's like, "Hi, fulana." And I'm like, why don't you like Fulana? Ay, porque ella, sí, ella es colombiana y siempre está hablando de que ella es buena en Colombia y que todo en Colombia es mejor y que los colombianos son mejor, los mejores. And I'm like, really? But to her it is. I'm like, really? Really? You are going to say that? I mean, any no Cuban can say that with a straight yes. face. Because, yes. I mean, you hear a Cuban talk about Cuba and you think that Cuba is in another 
in another galaxy yeah. because the air was more pure, of the sky course. was more blue, the water was bluer, the of and sweeter, the grass was greener, and they yeah, will like tell you really that it proven. is. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and it's like you know they don't even give an inch that it could be nostalgia. Yeah, that's it's like no, so for funny. sure, for sure, it was better. Yes, like, <laughs> yes, yes, and that's how Argentinians feel about Buenos Aires. Like yeah. they swear it's nicer than Paris. So the first time that I went to Buenos Aires to visit my sister, I was like, I can't wait to see the city that's better than Paris. Yeah. I don't know what I was expecting, but the way my dad would talk about it, I, I just have no idea. And it was just a regular city. Like, You know what I nice. think is very interesting about Argentinians? And, you know, you could correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I always find that Argentinians, every time they start, because I watch, a, uh, I'm very into food culture. Mm -hmm. So a lot of. The Argentinian content, if you will, I guess, that I'm exposed to has to do with food. Okay. Right? And obviously, food has history to it. Mm -hmm. But I love every time that I see anything about Argentina, they always tell you, like, because we're European. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, we're Italian. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, but to a large extent, so is, like, most of Everybody. Latin America. Like, <laughs> I, it's funny. I did my 23 and me. You're and either indigenous or you're Latin. Or you're European. <laughs> or you're, you're European. Yeah. Or yeah. black. You know, it's yeah. like, pick pick one. Yeah. <laughs> no, they do swear there. That's funny. What I thought you were going to say is that, um, with in regards to food culture, is that Argentinians all uh, say that they... Um, and I do this as an Argentinian. I am not that in touch with my Argentinian side, but like a couple little things here and there. But every now it comes in. Every you can now tell and a good it, empanada. So that's what I was going to say. So every time I see other people making empanadas, I'm like, no, 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 but Argentinians invented it. Mm. And then alfajores too. I'm mm. like, no, 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 like Argentinians invented. Okay, but, but let's be honest. It is the best. The yes, the, the, so, the jamón y queso. It's like, yes, mm. yeah. So every time, so I thought that's what. And then I dated this Cuban guy for a couple months, and I would tell him, I'm like, no, 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 but like Argentinians made that up, and he would get, he'd be like, oh, yeah, you're saying that Argentina, and then I was like, Google it, and he Googled it, and it was right, yeah. and I was like. <laughs> We you invented know. alfajores. Like, don't tell me we didn't. So when I see like other restaurants are selling alfajores and I'm like, those aren't the real ones. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I get so like defensive about it. So I thought that's what you were going to say. Yeah. yeah. But the yeah, Argentinians really, I don't know if it's because Argentinians tend to be like more fair skinned or something mm -hmm. that they just like feel this pride about mm -hmm. being European. But you know about like Germans in Argentina, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So it's like no, like that's don't not, you don't want to go down that road? <laughs> no, like <laughs> that don't. gets ugly really fast. <laughs> yeah, it's like why are you proud of this? <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it, it is different though because like even like for us, you know, we're fair skinned, but it's Caribbean culture, yeah, which is very different. It's yep. very mm -hmm. very different. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think Carib I know you're you're married to a Dominican. Um, you know, I always think Dominicans, Cubans, and Puerto Ricans are yes. the most alike. Yes. You know, you know what's uh, really funny? So I'm Cuban. Well, whatever I am. <laughs> <for> this, <laughs> conversation. So I'm Cuban. I married a Dominican. And you know what's funny? Ever since him and I have been together for the last few years, I get like when people try to guess my culture, mm -hmm. like right off the bat, they're like, oh my God, you're Puerto Rican. <laughs> and I'm like, it's the merger. Like I the guess, I guess Cuban a, a, plus Dominican. It's Puerto Rican. <laughs> equals Puerto I mean, Rican. <laughs> What else so, would it be? <laughs> yeah, so I've gotten it so much lately, and I'm like, man, why are people asking me so much now if I'm Puerto Rican? I always say, uh, a Dominicans have a mango, 
Cuban have a fufu yeah. and the Puerto Rican have a mofongo, mofongo yeah. which is mofongo is the best. Let's I be love honest. mofongo. I love mofongo. Oh my God. But it's, it's, so really, it's really platano. Yeah. <laughs> but they're just going to call it each their own name. Um, and, you know, and I think I think that Caribbean culture, I, I love this conversation that we're having. I, Caribbean culture is like different in itself, you know, mm-hmm. because a lot of times when you hear not only Cubans, but Puerto Ricans and Dominicans too be so like, not elitist, but nationalist. Like, oh, yo soy cubano, yo soy yep. dominicano. Mm-hmm. It's because we are very different. But, but, but you know, the, the thing is that I feel that because th- being Latin in the United States, we're all lumped into one thing. Right. I feel that we have, con- <laughs> we have to constantly be defending mm-hmm. our actual culture, mm-hmm. you know, of our heritage. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, no. Like, yes. You know. It's funny that you say that because... As per our other conversation of like, um, you know, the sombreros and the guacamole, Mm -hmm. I had a friend in high school and we went to school with a Chinese girl Mm -hmm. and that friend, she's Cuban. Mm -hmm. And I remember her saying something about the girl being Korean Mm -hmm. and the girl said, I'm Chinese. Mm -hmm. And then my friend turned to me and she said, when you don't call them the right country. And I turned to her, I was like. How would you feel if somebody called you Puerto Rican? She's like, ah, no, so diferente. Oh, yes, of course. Now it's, it's different. Now it's different. Now it's yeah. different. Now so I'm like, different. it's the same thing. No, like, and, it, and it's... In e- Korea, they all think we're Puerto Rican. No, you know? and it's even worse because at least Cubans and Puerto Ricans have a same language and very similar culture. And the same flag, but flip. Uh, but Koreans <laughs> have a different language. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> have different cuisine. <laughs> I think they're culturally more different than the Chinese. Yeah, Puerto Puerto Ricans. Ricans, It's like, please, we both have a viejo San Juan in La Habana look the same. I know that's so that's such a good point. Like, wow. Oh, it's yeah. different. It's yeah. like, oh please, we're from the Caribbean. You yeah. know, like go forward. Yeah. We don't own clocks. Yeah. <laughs> we're Spanish Caribbean people. Anyway. Yeah, that's funny. Well, so it's funny because you're telling me these like very deep conversations. Mm-hmm. And I'm here like, wow, the two things that I wanted to talk to DJ about are so stupid. No, but no, 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 no. but it actually, I, it does tie in very well. Mm -hmm. Cause as soon as you told me, you know, like come prepared. And I was like, what do I want to talk about? I was like, where there's one thing that I've just been wanting to talk about. Um, But let me tell you, we actually do prepare for our shows. We, yeah, we, so then I was like, okay, I know what I'm going to talk to him about. And you know what? It does tie in and mm-hmm. it is going to get very deep. Yeah. Um. What do you think about <laughs> that buddy and Kendall Jenner? <laughs> oh my God. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. <laughs> How long do you want this to be? Uh, I have all night. No, I'm leaving on a cruise tomorrow. Ay, que rico. Yeah, it was my birthday yesterday. Oh, happy birthday. Thank oh, we you. get to have Betty Batelitos on her birthday week. Happy yes, birthday. Happy birthday. You. What cruise are you going on? Carnival. Nice. Yeah, Are you yeah, going yeah. on the celebration or? I think Conquest or something. Oh, the Conquest? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's like the best. Yeah. Carnival has the best um, sail away parties. Okay, cool. So get ready. My husband's dance. never been on a cruise. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, He's going to eat so much. We're so excited. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, when you told me, like, what do you want to talk about? I was like. So, I mean, you could deconstruct this in so many ways. I mean, look, Benito's hot right now. So, mm-hmm. anything he does is going to be put under a microscope. Anything, anything mm-hmm. he does. Uh, no matter who he dates. I just find. I mean, I, I try not to. Especially with the podcast. I try not to offend people because it's just not who i am and it's Mm -hmm. not my nature i don't like to be that critical person Mm -hmm. i just think anything the kardashian related is like ugh. and 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 i i know there's i have friends that love the kardashians but i just i just anything that's that is in that hemisphere to me it's so manufactured it's so fabricated fabricated it's so yeah it's such like Ita, Khloe Kardashian has a commercial for that migraine medication that she oh, advertises. I don't, I don't know. That she comes out with her daughter. I kid you not, she looks CGI in the commercial. Yeah, I bet. You know, and I'm I totally, bet. I'm totally like, you do you. Exactly. If that's, if that's what you want to do, go for it. Go for it. But it's like, I feel that nothing with them is real. Is real. Everything yeah. is a PR stunt. Everything is like That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Right. So with so the reason I say it does tie in is because we can and when you asked which way do you want to go down, the other day, so okay. I've been a Bad Bunny fan for a really long mm-hmm. time and that's something I flex. Like mm-hmm. the first time I saw Bad Bunny, I paid a $20 donation for Hurricane Maria and I saw him in a sand pit at Wynwood. Wow. He was from here to that Watami. And then <laughs> things I was, have gone up for, for yes, him since then a little when bit. When me and my husband paid a hundred dollars to sit in the nosebleeds, I mm-hmm. cried of happiness. Yeah. I was like, look at this. Like, look at him go. Right. So I have been following Bad Bunny for a very long time and I'm literally obsessed with him. So you're not a Verano Sinti, you know, no, uh, I have uh, bandwagoner. My, no. Because I, I feel that un Verano Sinti, like everybody. I didn't like the concert and it made me really sad because it fell. And my friends laughed because I was like, this is not what I mean. But what I said was like, he feels very far away from me, mm-hmm. but not like physically. I just feel like it's, that's not who, like I He's love. superstar. The what? He's a superstar. He's yeah, the world's like, most famous loved, star now. Right. Um, Like for example, I have a problem with like when there's bakeries and it's like a really good bakery, but then they open 10, the quality goes down. Oh, for sure. And like hole in the walls. I love hole in the wall restaurants mm-hmm. that nobody likes. Mm-hmm. I'd rather go to a hole in the wall than a chain restaurant. Of course. And that's how I feel about him right now. Yeah. Like it's just too much. Yeah. So, um, I understand you. I'm, I'm a really big fan of the weekend. 
Huge, mm-hmm. huge. Fan. Oh, I went to his show too. I, I took, it was the week before the Umberano. Yeah, scene I took I took uh, Tristan. I took oh, my son, and awesome. we had a blast. And I I still I still love Abel. I freaking love him. But it's funny because we were having this conversation actually actually in last week's episode because he's so big now and he's so commercial. Mm-hmm. I still love his music, but I miss him talking about hookup, sex, and drugs. Yes, <laughs> like, that's how I feel about Bad Bunny and like. I told one of my friends once, I was like, I don't know if like I love the real quote unquote Bad Bunny because I liked his Spanish trap music and I mm-hmm. loved when he felt just so like, and in his music videos that were like in the middle of Puerto Rico and like mm-hmm. he still is kind of like that or whatever, but like now he's like singing more of like his pop or whatever, mm-hmm. which is fine. And he came out in one of his like transitions of like the type of music saying like he got into music singing all the Spanish trap and like drugs and guns and killing people and whatever. And he's like, but that's not me. But that's the music I love that he made. Mm-hmm. So and I was like, I guess if Un Verano Sin Ti, and I love the Un Verano Sin Ti songs and whatever, but like that Y2K, like poppy, like mm-hmm. kind of like what everybody's like. And I'm like, that's not Bad Bunny. Like, yeah. he's like, why aren't we dressed like chongas at his concert? Right. Why are we dressed like we're going to see the Backstreet Boys in <laughs> 1998? Like, that's not. I mean, look, I, I, I think that that happens to any singer especially that becomes a superstar yeah because somebody who's high like like him that is on this high right now you know at the end of the day it is a business and he mm-hmm, does have to mm-hmm, produce whether mm-hmm. it's record sales or mm-hmm. or and concert i'm proud tickets. of him for he got to where he wanted to and i'm proud of it yeah um which by the way his carpool karaoke um I so I was mad at him for a while, but then he did the carpool karaoke, and I saw one post, like one of these pages I follow, and the caption said, "Like who else folded for Benito?" And I'm like, yeah, "Oh, I, I'm not awesome. mad at him anymore." And that whole when he started singing Ariana Grande, oh god, I oh love my god, him. It was awesome. Um, so I understand, obviously, that you know it, it happens to everybody. It, they they have it's a business, but to back to your original thing, it's like okay, I don't I don't pretend to know as Bad Bunny as well as you do thank you but <laughs> he just seems oh this is gonna sound really like offensive and i don't no, like no, to no, be no. offensive tell me say he it. seems like somebody who would have more substance than to date kendall jenner oh 100 percent. no because i don't yes. like to rag on people especially no women, no and you know, then like, so that's why when you said what well, you made the point of it seems like a publicity stunt mm-hmm. and now here's my thing because people keep asking because like on my instagram or whatever people like no i love that bunny or whatever so when people are asking me, like, what do you think about the Kendall Jenner thing? My thing with celebrities is I don't give three shits about yeah. their personal life. I don't care about tabloids. I don't care, I don't care about People Magazine because you know what? I don't love him for what he's doing on his – I love his music. Right. I love his because when, people. Because when you really are a fan of someone and you enjoy the music, the lyrics, the Obviously, content. if it comes out that he was doing – you know, like abusing children, yeah, like I X I, I But feel those same. little day to day, like, did he drink a green smoothie or a red smoothie? Who gives three? Yeah, Fs? or like when they have an interview with a celebrity, especially a singer, you know, because singing, you know, is autobiographical in a sense mm-hmm. that they start asking personal questions. Like, that's not what I want to know. I want to know about like how did you make this album? What inspired this song? Right. What's your favorite album? What's your favorite? If you record? have like a little like, story about whatever yeah. that inspired it, okay, but like. Yeah, I, I Who agree. Who cares how he likes as a cyborg? But but it's so, like I, I would love to see what they talk about because I, I mean don't. you're talking about you know the queen of Calabasas, yes. you know, and you know and this guy from the hood in Puerto Rico. So <laughs> yeah. like she would never understand where he came from, and he doesn't understand where she came from. Yeah, you, you know? know. 
So I, you know, when he did the phone thing, the tossing the phone in the lake thing, mm-hmm. my DMs blew up mm-hmm. of people sending me whatever. And they were like, what do you think about it? Whatever. So my like reaction video that I put out on Instagram, excuse me. I did, um, I was like, you know, everybody's asking me about the Bad Bunny thing, whatever. So, like, in regards to him throwing the phone into the lake, what I'm, what I want to know is what were the fishes thinking when a phone can, because who cares? Like, because my thing is like, obviously it looked bad, but we don't know what happened before. We don't know what happened after. We don't know what they told the girl. We don't know what he told. So, those are the reasons, those are the parts of like celebrity culture that I could give three shits about. Yeah. Yeah. So, and at the end of the day, he threw a phone, yeah, it's bad or whatever, but he didn't like, I mean, these people are human. They they're gonna right. have bad he days. He didn't like crash his car into right. a daycare. No, I mean, but but again, celebrities are humans. They're they're right. gonna have bad days. I mean, mm-hmm. just I always say it. I always think about this. When you have a bad day at work, you're like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this sucks. You're not at your best. Mm-hmm. Now imagine if you're a celebrity and you're having a bad day at work, but the whole world is watching. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, and you're not doing your best. You do some shady shit. We all do stuff that we're kind of like, shit, I shouldn't have said that mm-hmm. or I shouldn't have reacted that way. Mm-hmm. But we're private people. Um, we're not <laughs> the world's most famous celebrity at the moment. No, but cada peo that you take is not on I will, I will tell you this about Bad Bunny. Um, a couple of months ago or last month when the Grammys happened and everybody was like ready to like, I don't know protest and you know take to the streets because beyonce didn't win album of the year i take to the i felt that no what should have won album of the year was un verano sin ti yeah that's not to say that harry styles album wasn't good and it's nothing against harry styles but here's the thing about bad bunny that whether you like his music or not it's very important to recognize Something that we've talked here about on the show before is that because we live in this a- in the day and age now that there's so much content, mm-hmm. so much content. Mm-hmm. There's 25 different things to stream and there's mm-hmm. a million shows mm-hmm. and, you know, now music is streamable and like, you know, you have songs that go viral on TikTok, but that doesn't mean that they're played on the radio. Mm-hmm. Like Taylor Swift, when her album came out earlier this year, or a few months ago, I think all the songs charted in the Billboard top 100, top uh, 10, uh-huh. you know, are those hits? Like, yes. nobody knows those songs. The Billboard Top 10 or Top 100, Hot 100, I mean, is for songs that are played on the radio that people know, right? So now, like, what is popular has such a different meaning mm-hmm. than what was popular before. What is missing nowadays is a shared experience. Mm-hmm. Think about when you were in in school and in high school or middle school that you would watch a show on TV and then like the next day Everyone everybody in school talking. was talking about it. Oh my God, did you watch, you know, whatever, And whatever, if you whatever. missed it because you were at ballet, you missed it. You missed it, right? Maybe in a couple of months I'll repeat it. But, but there was shared experiences with that, with people. Um, and music was a big part of it. That's why I always say that there will never be another era of like Michael Jackson, no, of yeah. Madonna, mm-hmm. of like these people because... You know, this is where me being a few years older than you, I remember when these people were at like the, their prime, everybody liked Michael Jackson. Everybody from La Abuela, mm-hmm. you know, in Cuba. Like we used to send actually videotapes of Michael Jackson's to our family in, in Cuba. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. We wow. used to do that, right? Wow. That Motown 25 concert where he did the moonwalk. Oh, that's in Cuba. <laughs> we sent that to Cuba. <laughs> um, a, that, that VHS is more Cuban than me. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. And there's only a few exceptions. And I think that Bad Bunny is one of them. Mm-hmm. Because 
everybody but bad bunny's success is global global every my parents know about bad bunny yes and they know his songs yes whether they like him or not it's irrelevant but they know who he is so he's one of the few people in this day and age again whether you like him or not whether you like his music or not that everybody knows he's headlining coachella yeah do you know what that means? But he's multi-generational. And he is. And he literally says it in his song um, that he came out now with Ar- Arcangel, um, La Jumpa. He yeah. literally has a line that he says, everybody listens to me. Yeah. From the grandmas to the kids. And that is true. From doctors to students. And he's like, you know, making that's, these comparisons. And I'm like, yeah, Because, do. you know, somebody is like, and you know, come at me, Beehive. Somebody as big as Beyonce. And I love Beyonce. And it's come nothing at me, against Beehive. Her. No, because the Beehive, I mean, that's like the most aggressive fan base I've ever yes. seen. You say anything against Queen Beyonce and they come at you like the plague. Um, I, I love Beyonce. I've seen Same. Beyonce in concert. I love her. She's amazing. I love Beyonce. Beyonce. And Beyonce is Beyonce, but... I think that at least right now, he has an even bigger reach because he's mm-hmm. multi-generational, multicultural. I was about to say. Mm-hmm. Multicultural. Mm-hmm. Okay, people in freaking like Germany are jamming to like bad, but like. Literally. To like trap music he from Puerto, Puerto Rico. put Puerto Rico on the map. Yeah. When, back to the Kendall Jenner thing, like you said, I think everything they do is a publicity stunt. So I'm not really paying attention to it. I'm like, eso es mentirita. <laughs> eso es no es nada. So I, one of the rumors I heard or whatever is that the Kardashians have like a big trip coming up to Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, they ruined it. Yeah. Puerto Rico's ruined. The whole island. The whole ruined. throw it away. <laughs> Just throw the whole thing away. Yeah, they, you know, I don't like to speak too much about like the a Kardashian effect because I'm not a woman. <laughs> I'm not a girl. So I, you know, I don't want to take the place of of a woman saying mm-hmm. about the effect that mm-hmm. the Kardashian effect has had. And listen, but, my some of my best friends love the Kardashian. Yeah. They hail them and like, good for them. Yeah. But the way that I see it, it's like what you were saying. Like everything feels very fabricated. Yes. I think they put just very irrational beauty standards on girls. Mm-hmm. And I'm just. It, it's just everything. Everything is. is Literally. Did you hear what happened with the Ireland thing, the St. Patrick's Day thing or whatever with the Guinness? No. Oh, she came out like drinking a Guinness on St. Patrick's Day, Kim Kardashian. I didn't even finish reading the article, but it was something about like it was her posing with a cute beer and Mm. it looked like, you know, like doing a pub crawl with my friends and my little Mm. Guinness. And then when they did like the behind the scene, it was such a staged photo. Of everything is staged. And I was staged. like, oh my God, not even holding a beer can be real. No, so no. I was like, I befouled. But, but you, know what, you know what my question is? Is there anybody out there that believes it's real? I don't know. And I feel bad if they do. I literally feel bad because like you're living in a different reality. I mean, you remember last year whenever when that picture of Khloe Kardashian leaked of her in a bikini, which she looked fine. But it wasn't it it was so last year, um, a picture of her was posted on her Instagram of her in a bikini Mm -hmm. and it wasn't retouched. She looked Mm -hmm. fine. She looked like a normal woman. Like wait, which one? Chloe? Uh Chloe, yes. Mm. And she looked fine. She looked normal. She 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 looked great. And she had like a hissy fit and like Oh yes, oh, yes, because yes, you know my yes. team was unauthorized to do this. Yes. And as somebody who struggled, and I think everybody was very complimentary of the way that she looked. And she still uh, hated know. it. And she it's like ugh, Yeah. Like, whatever. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I was like watching an interview about um 
somebody who worked with them or something and she did media for them or I don't know. And it was like they did a YouTube video called um, how to look photoshopped without being photoshopped. Yeah. But the pictures were photoshopped. Yeah. So I was like, I can't. Yeah. But anyways, you know what? I could talk about this for days. Yeah, I have another question yeah. for you. <laughs> let's move on. Because you know what? You mentioned when we started, it's March. Yes. Right. And I love March because it's my birthday. Mm-hmm. But I think March gives us all a special certain kind of generational trauma because (laughs) three years ago in March, you remember what happened. Oh, yes. So our three-year anniversary just passed with the pandemic starting. So when you were like, you know, make sure you want to, you bring something to talk about, whatever. And I was like, okay, I could talk about Bad Bunny for days. Yes. We could have a special episode just about Bad Bunny. (laughs) I literally will come back. So, uh And then I was like, you know, what else do I want to talk to him about? And then I was thinking about like, you know, the pandemic or whatever. So my question to you regarding the pandemic, and let's not make it political. Mm -hmm. Let's not get too deep about what do you Mm -hmm. believe? What do I believe or whatever? But did you hear that Carol Baskin is giving up her sanctuary? (laughs) So that's what I want to say. You, th- you I thought we were going a certain direction. He was like adjusting himself in his seat. I was like, Dolly. He was bringing out his like legal textbooks. Like, what can I Wait, talk about? Why did she give out her? Okay, so you know? I heard today on the radio. Okay, and for our listeners, let's uh, have a refresher. Uh, Carol Baskin is from Tiger King, mm-hmm. um, the documentary that saved us. That saved in the first literally few saved days us of uh, the pandemic back in 2020. So why is she giving it up? I heard that she's closing it. And that she's sending the remaining animals <laughs> to to Joe Exotic in jail <laughs> to Arkansas to like another sanctuary. Again. Yeah, to another sanctuary. And then I was like, "Hmm, interesting. Let me see what DJ knows about this." Actually, I didn't know anything about it. Oh, Carol, Carol Baskin, Carol who Baskin. fed her husband too. <laughs> um, for sure, she fed her husband too. The- you know that we we talked about it a couple of weeks ago or a couple of episodes back about you know Tiger King and. You, when you think about that documentary, it's it's incredible because how disastrous it was. Look, the guy killed himself while being filmed. His boyfriend, yes. The other girl got her hand chewed off or her yeah. arm by a tiger. Yeah. Like you don't make this what is shit happening. Up. Like so, what I loved about that documentary, and again, like you said, it was literally like we were all having like mm-hmm. constant. Um, panic trauma anxiety what's going on here right we were in that phase of like my chest hurts do i have covid or do do, am i just having a panic attack and then our salvation was watching tiger king what i loved about that documentary is you would watch five minutes and you're like this is the worst thing i've ever seen but somehow it got worse and worse and worse and more things started and you know what i just watched the other day that was like Mm -hmm. that did you watch the whole thing about the murdoch trials yes same thing you're watching and it just gets worse yes and worse and i'm just like Pero Yeah. What is this? Did so. you ever watch the one about cats? No. Okay. I, I, I got to recommend it to you here. Hold on. Let me get the exact name because I can't, I can't remember. Um, a, Don't mess with cats, I think. Don't. Oh, uh, yes. The one about the kid, the online kid. Yes. No, the, I was too scared to watch it. Okay. Don't F with cats. Yes. Don't. don't uh huh. Um, it was so good because it was about this guy who was doing these terrible things mm-hmm, to cats online mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. sp- like the resources that they spent to find him. That's what I heard that it, that was, it what was, was insane. crazy. Mm-hmm. And then the twist and turns that it took, like 
you thought you were going in there. And what I thought was so interesting, you got to watch it. You got to okay. watch it. Listeners out there who haven't seen it, it, it came out like right before the pandemic. Um, <laughs> there were people who like traveled, who spent like hours and hours a day trying to find him. Like, I like heard. if it was their full time job. You know who did that too? Um, who did that? You know which one was like that too that I was like, Pero usted no tiene trabajo. Was the one about, what was it called? Uh, I have it on the tip of my tongue. About the the Cecil Hotel one. The which one? The Cecil Hotel. Do you know about that one? No. Oh, in LA, in Skid Row, Uh there's like a hostel that everybody would stay in. And then one day this like, um, I think she was from China. This foreign exchange student goes missing and nobody can find her. And nobody can Is that find, the one in the water tower? And the, she was in the water tower. Oh, yes. I do know about that. And yeah. then it was the same thing. Like the whole internet, like there was YouTube channels and it was the same thing. And people like pausing the recordings, the last recordings that they have of her. And I'm just like, this is what the FBI is for. But I guess like at some point <laughs> we just <laughs> don't trust the FBI. <sighs> so and somehow, yeah, it was like the public who like came together to... Yeah. And it wasn't like they found her because how they found out where she was is that the water in the hotel started like so people were like brushing their teeth with mm-hmm. black water, right? Because oh her God. body was decaying, and that's how they found it. That's like t- that's the type of stuff that you see in a movie, and you're like, no, this wouldn't happen, right? But, but it, it did. did, and that's what Tiger King is. That's yeah. like a South Park episode would be Tiger <laughs> King. <laughs> But it really happened. You know that he said he's running for president. Oh, I heard when they were talking about Carol Baskin and him being in jail. They they were like, oh, and he wants to run for like what? But you know what? Remember the documentary? He got like twenty percent of the vote. Or yeah, like, yeah. He got enough percent of the vote for me to say like, oh my god, people voted what for the him. Heck? Like, yeah. what the heck? People voted for him. Yeah. That that documentary. I, I mean, look, I think that if maybe Tiger King would have not come out during like the week of COVID, um things would have been different but the timing on that was so great yes, it's just it, part it, of it it was yes, just part, it, part of, of it. it part of it yes it wouldn't it wouldn't have been as ridiculous as ridiculous as it was because we'd be like i'm too busy i have to yeah. go to work yeah but now we're because like I remember, I, i'm I remember, stuck at home i remember being like oh my god i gotta watch the next episode <laughs> i don't care <laughs> I don't have anywhere to be tomorrow. Everything is closed. <laughs> that was so crazy. It was literally crazy. Do you have a little bit of like COVID trauma from 2020? Yes. Yeah, I do. Um, my life changed drastically, as did all of ours. But a lot of good things came out of it. A yeah. lot of great things came out of it. Um, we ended up moving in with my mother-in-law because right. she was by herself. She lost her job. She worked in hospitality. So it was like... Actually, me and my husband got married like two weeks before COVID. We got married wow. February 29, wow. 2020. So we saw our whole family and then like literally the world shut down two weeks you after. You know what we always say? The the 2020 Super Bowl was when Shakira and J-Lo oh, yeah. were, did it. We say that was the closing ceremonies of the world of the as world. we knew it. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> that is so true. One last hurrah. Well, it was the last hurrah. <laughs> Yes, yes. Because shit got crazy really fast. After right. That. You know, like we that merge here, them. Here. That's what happens when you merge a Colombian with a Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> the world ends. Oh, yeah. That was a hell of a halftime show. Yes, it That's was. That's one of the best. It was. Um, a, when we um, here, obviously, we were talking about COVID. There was an episode that we always say that was the day the world changed. We always record on Thursdays. Well, mm-hmm. uh, fake Fridays, we call it. Yeah. Um, 
because we always try to record as closest as we can to the drop date because mm-hmm. the, the world changes. And <laughs> that day we had recorded. And as you see now, we lock ourselves and we record. And, we, you know, sometimes we take two hours and there's no interruptions. That day we had recorded. And obviously we were talking about the coronavirus and all that. When we finished recording um, in those two hours that we were, you know, locked away recording, the NBA had canceled the season. Wow. Tom Hanks. Tom was, Hanks was had, one of the first. Rita had core COVID. And uh, Francis Suarez. He all, was one of the first two. Yes. And like all that had happened. And that's when everything started shutting down. Like I think Disney has shut down. Like, and we were like, we got to re-record the episode. Like the episode's <laughs> already old. Like we just finished wow. recording. It was a crazy, crazy, wow. crazy time. But bueno, thankfully we're on the other side. Hey everyone, this is DJ, and if you listen to the show, you know how much we love Jupiña. The pineapple soda is refreshing and sweet, and Jupiña goes great with everything from a medianoche to a hot dog to even a rum or vodka. Whether diet or regular, Jupiña has been part of our heritage for over 120 years. From watching our abuelos drink Jupiña at every get-together to introducing the next generation to its distinctive taste, Jupiña is practically part of the familia, como un juprimo, maybe. Así, next time that you need a cool, refreshing beverage, grab that distinctive orange can of Jupiña. After all, only Jupiña tiene puro sabor a piña. Bueno, Eddie, all this has made us very thirsty, so it's time for our last Jupiña of the desert. So, um, I'll go first. Uh, a, actually, no, you're a guest. You go first. Okay. So, I'm going to... Give my last hooping. Can I have two hoopinas? You can give as hooping okay. is spreading joy and love. So okay, so you give hoopinas away. I'm gonna give two hoopinas. Yeah. So you know, Bad Bunny was just on Time Magazine. Oh yes, yes, I did see that. So um, one of my videos that I have posted, and just one of the things that I'm just ma- I'm very big on manifestation. One of the big things that I'm manifesting in life is one day I will meet him, mm-hmm. and I say that as much as I say like. We're sitting in front of each other. Like, mm-hmm. I know for certain in my life, I'm going to meet Bad Bunny. You're going to play this one day. Yes. The recording will be it's like, recorded. she said it. So I'm going to meet Bad Bunny one day. And I'm slowly getting closer and closer to him. Mm. I finally have two degrees of separation. Oh, shit. Listen to this. Mm. That that Time magazine cover, that mm-hmm. groundbreaking first all Spanish cover. Mm-hmm. Bad Bunny's in freaking Time magazine. These kids that I went to middle school with, that I was good friends with in middle school with, were the photographers. Well, there you go. I literally, like, look how close I am to him. Mm-hmm. So I want to give my two hoopinas to Elliot and Eric. They're mm-hmm. photographers. They've worked with Vogue. They've worked everywhere. They've done everything. And they both went to middle school with you. Yeah, they were twins. Mm-hmm. Um, They didn't do, like, parent trap type of shit. <laughs> they both went to the same middle school. They were a year older. I remember I'm, like, looking at their little faces right now. But yeah, look, they're posting about it, like our cover and like everybody that's been posting, like me too, whatever, whatever. And then they credit it. I'm like, Eric and Elliot, like, wow, Wow. they were in Westchester. And And now now they're photographing the world's most famous celebrity. Literally the world's most famous celebrity right now. So I want to give it to Elliot and Eric and they can be found on Instagram just like that. Mm -hmm. Elliot and Eric, the photographers who shot Bad Bunny for Time Magazine. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so wow. my two degrees. I'm that's, so excited. That's, that's, a, that's a great story. That's a great who being yeah. to give. That, yes. But that's a great story because um, it, um, you know, again, it started from the bottom and now we're Literally. here, you know, like. Literally. Uh, to quote the great Drake. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 
I mean, Westchester to Bad Bunny. Literally. I am so proud of them. I'm proud of Bad Bunny. Yeah. I, I And when I saw that, I was like, I'm so close to him. I could almost smell him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally, you'll see, I'm going to meet him one day. And you're all going to be like, she always said it. She said it here. She, she said it here first, or at least on, well, maybe you said it on your podcast. Um, That's awesome. I actually want to give my last hoopinha to the Miami Aquarium. Yes. Now, generally. Speaking of. I would be critical. Carol Baskin. I would be critical <laughs> of. Um, That's a good one. The whole thing with Lolita. Mm-hmm. But the Miami Aquarium has agreed to, mm-hmm. after being 50 years in captivity, mm-hmm. to release mm-hmm. uh, Lolita. Now, you know the whole thing with Lolita is that. Obviously, I remember being a kid and like the whole thing with Lolita, the whole controversy. Mm -hmm. But you're a kid, you know. I I went to the the, like many people. I went to the aquarium a bunch of times when I was a kid. I want to sit in the splash zone. Yes, on field trips and Mm -hmm, all that mm -hmm, stuff. mm -hmm. And but I hadn't gone in a really. I think the last time I had gone was in high school. Mm -hmm. So it had been years since I had gone. And a couple of years ago, I went back for my kid because he was on a field trip. And when I went to go see Lolita. You forget how small that tank is until you see it. When you see, yeah, you know it's small, but when you see it in person, it's like it, this is a little bit larger than your average swimming pool. At a you know backyard. when it makes me feel like it's so small. And the other day I had this, and I like when I feel like shit, it's tiny. I went to the dog beach yeah. that's there next to the aquarium, and I'm like literally in the ocean, mm-hmm. and the aquarium is right there, but it's still from here to there. Yeah. And so, like, the ocean just outside of it, the distance from right. me to her, I was like, wow, that's tiny. It's super of tiny. Of where she is in. It's super tiny. I mean, and and, and the thing about it is, it, it's just, it's all, they, they make the comparison that it's like putting a, a human in a bathtub. Yeah. And it is, Mira, a few years ago. Um, I've been I, to the riots with my daughter when yeah. I was little, like, outside of, I've done it. Yeah, a, I went to... um. A few years ago, I went to SeaWorld. I had never been to SeaWorld. Like, yeah, me either. All I've my never life, gone. <laughs> you know, going there to the theme parks that never been to SeaWorld. And I went to SeaWorld. And Shamu is like, I think it's twice as big as Lolita. Shamu is the size of a bus. Like Shamu or the tank? The Well, Shamu. like The, the actual the, whale. The whale. And um, I, I acted totally like a little kid. I did sit in the splash zone. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. I want to get really, really, you know, wet. Mind you, I was like. 35 but who cares um anyway shamu there there's a part in in the in the in the show that she gets like on a platform mm-hmm. oh yeah and she's right in front of you and that's when you're like you see the enormity of her mm-hmm. when you walk in and you see the tank which is tiny you're like oh this is just for the show there's like another part. there has to be another i always part thought there the was back. another part right. oh no 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 there isn't that's that it that is that's it that's it. And wow. the same with the aquarium. It's like a pool. <laughs> I always thought there was another part. There isn't. There isn't. So, you know, the fact that they're releasing her, I think, speaks volumes to it. You know, I I have a mixed... Me uh, too. I'm I, torn. I have a mixed I'm uh, torn. feeling about, like, zoos and stuff like that. Because on the one hand, while zoos definitely have a history of not being great to animals and, and you know, enclosing animals... There are a lot of zoos like the San Diego Zoo that do a lot of conservation mm-hmm. and they do a mm-hmm. lot. So it, it it's a balancing act. But the whole thing with the with a killer whale, I mean, that's just there there's mm-hmm. no way that she could mm-hmm. be comfortable. Mm-hmm. So 
when I heard that that you was happening, you watched Blackfish. I did. Yeah. When I, when I the, the part when they take them from the mother, that's like Blackfish. When I watched Blackfish, I've been vegetarian before in my life, but when I watched Blackfish, I went like straight vegetarian again for like nine years. I yeah. just like wow. Yeah, I just like couldn't. Um, and that movie puts a lot of perspective on like it does. It's a psychology and everything. So I am a little torn about her going back. Obviously, I think it's the best decision, but she's gonna be. so so confused well what they explained was because the first thing i thought about i'm like well you can't she's domesticated like you can't but she's going to like like a sanctuary right she's going to like a sanctuary that it's an open ocean but it's netted netted yeah small Mm -hmm. area i mean small in terms of like the area of the ocean but for her it's like you know imagine being like a camera on her I'm sure they're going to do something. Imagine being stuck in a bathtub and now being in like an Olympic-sized swimming pool. I think that's probably going to be like... Wow. um, And from what I saw, they're going to... uh, There's going to be like ways of feeding her and stuff stuff like that. So they're just not throwing her out in the ocean and, you know, whatever. Bye. But I think that this sets a precedent and 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 it's very important because i mean again i mean as long as they don't get another whale back yeah no no if no, not they take won't. your hoopinia back they, they will yeah and now we're going to go <laughs> call the t- <laughs> you guys owe me a hoopinia <laughs> we're taking back the hoopinia but for doing that and setting the precedent um a that's a well deserved one that's hoopinia for you so anyway round of applause bueno i actually i think i've been an applause no there we go. There we go. That's for the Sequarium and Eric and Elliot. <laughs> Eric and Elliot and the Sequarium. You get our last sodas and hoopinas uh, and an applause. Anyway, Betty, this was so much fun. This really was fun. This Thank was a, you. A, a long time coming. You know, Thank I have been wanting to have you on the show for a while. Thank you. So, everybody, we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. And as always, remember to grab. Wait, no, actually, before we go, yes. tell our audience, our listeners, where they can find you about mm-hmm. your podcast like dale okay you ha- so you have the mic you can find me on socials at betty pastelitos mm-hmm. actually just super super fast you know i came up with the name betty pastelitos because when i went to college in our thing beginning of the episode mm-hmm. um i had to make up a screen name for like a forum right and i didn't want to use my maiden name but i was like i need it to be something that represents that i'm from miami mm-hmm. and that's how betty pastelitos was born like yeah. literally because and you have people are like Pasta, pasta, pasta. Yeah, I have to spell. I'm like paste, and then L I T O. So yeah, you can find me at Betty Patelitos. My podcast name right now is called Breakfast with Betty, as of this moment right now. But I will be changing it to Briando Babes because I, like I said, I've been trying to like merge my two things into my one niche because you know they're like niche, 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 Mm -hmm. like on Instagram. So I, my passions are, I create content. I'm an influencer. I create content for the moms, like Latina Mm -hmm. millennial moms, but I also create resources for kids Mm -hmm. because I am an educator. That's my background. So I also create workbooks for children Mm -hmm. and I created. And yours have been published. Yes. Yes. So I have two. Thank you. I have two published workbooks for um, basic Spanish, for learning Spanish. Um, and they're Briando books. So mm-hmm. my educational business stuff is all under Briando. So I just wanted to like have everything under the Briando mm-hmm. umbrella. So depending on when you listen to this episode, my podcast will either be Breakfast with Betty or Briando Babes. I haven't changed like the handles on socials mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. yet. Um, but it will be changed to Briando Babes. But either way, you can find I have it linked in my bio, you know, like I have mm-hmm. it tagged my 
my podcast name. And she really has great content. I I followed one one something that you posted a couple of months ago. I I told you about it about when you asked kids uh, what did you do in school? Nothing. Nothing. And yeah. I and you started said ask what acts of kindness like, yes like ask kids like what made you smile today like yeah. ask a direct question and you will get so much more than like what did you do in i school did today? actually i did try it and it did work and i actually also want to mention that one of my favorite I, I you haven't done it in a while but one of my favorite content that you've done was the whole bruja oh yes series. i love the bruja <laughs> i love being bruja like the making fun of water mercado bruja it was but it I, was really good like but it's a, really it takes a lot of like acting and like i like you said like i i give myself pat on the back i did do good with acting but it's a lot of like yeah. energy of like i like more like the little like quick skits or whatever yeah. so doing the bruja is really hard for me and then it's so funny because the other part of the bruja that was hard is that like a lot of people didn't understand it was satire yeah so i was just like i don't have the mental capacity <laughs> to keep telling people like this isn't real oh my god so i was at a martha of miami event like giving readings but my readings were literally like my cards my tarot cards were are literally like a croqueta a chancleta fabuloso so i'd be like you got the bottle fabuloso and like some people were just like very confused they were like no but and some people of course laughed about it but some people were just like and they just like would make these faces or like mm. i don't believe in that and i'm like oh my they're laminated cards with like getty images of fabuloso like what do you not what part get of it this did you think was real and i would say like i was trained by the university of water mercado and i'm like hello <laughs> come on so it took a lot of like it takes a lot of energy to do the bruja so i ch- i i'm like her few videos that are up there just watch those the, the bruja was good maybe she'll come back again so yes anyway Everybody, we hope, again, you listen, laugh, and learn. And as always, remember to grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your jupiña. And thank you for joining us. And thank you again, Betty, for co-hosting with with me today. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano. Produced by Ismaeliano. And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 